Welcome to episode 65 of the TT's podcast. I am Nana. I am Nana. And together we are. <laughs> right, we got a special guest guest in the building. Right. If you're on Clubhouse, if you come into our Clubhouse rooms, you may know her. <laughs> yes, our special recurring guests on yeah. the Yeah, <laughs> I would say even like. You know, she helps us moderate. She makes the room lively. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, introduce yourself. Hi, guys. I'm Ray. Ray Ricketts. Hey. Okay. <laughs> yourself. Um, I am a mum and a poet and a creative, all round creative. Yeah. And I, I don't know. You're from Brum. Winter. And you're from Brum. And you are hilarious. That's what. You are actually hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Br- I'm from Birmingham, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, ma'am. This is our second, no, third guest from Brum now. Who's the first one? The first one's the uh Khan. 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 Yes. yes, that's it. Khan. I know you was gonna say Khan. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then obviously we had um, what's it? Uh, uh, Roxanne. Roxanne, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And now, now this one, our favorite. This is my favorite Brummy doll. Is our favorite one. Yes. <laughs> don't face the others. They'll face the others. <laughs> 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 Should we play a game? Yeah, we're gonna get snug, marry, and avoid. We know that we said we're not gonna play this anymore, but we think this game would be good with Ray, so we're gonna do it. Yeah. So what we're going to do, obviously everyone here is into the women's, so I think we should keep it strictly women, because sometimes if people that like men come on here, we do men as well, yeah. but a strictly lesbian. Are you, you know, how do you identify? Strictly pussy. Okay! That's right, so we're going to keep it like that, so... No, no, you pick three people first. Well, I think of three people. Should we, uh, me, the slow one out of everyone, excuse me. I think we should do a Twitter edition. Twitter edition? Oh, my God. <laughs> do you know what? Let's go for it. Fuck it. Let's go for it. Twitter vision. So we're going to go for the Twitter. Les- the lesbians on Twitter. I don't want anyone to be offended. This is a game. This is all in jest. Let me get my Twitter out. Let me get my Twitter out. Let me get mine too. Yeah. Like, we don't want anyone to be offended. This is this is all in jest, okay? This is all in no, jest. No one is off limits, okay? Yeah. Okay. So no one, no one is off limits. Oh, this is a bit hard. Still, why did I why did I suggest this? Why did you suggest this, please? All right, cool. So Twitter. Here we go. First three, yeah. Okay. But I'm gonna say it's not gonna avoid. Ah, oh, I'm. Do you know I put all the names in my head, but I don't want to say the names. I'm picking. All right, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. You okay. go first. Let me go, let me go, let me go. Tossin. Okay. Okay, Martha. Tossin, Martha. Martha. Oh, who's the, who's the third one? Ooh, 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 ooh. This is a hard one, this is a hard one. I don't like Tossin on Twitter. Huh? Tossin's Twitter is, what is it again? What's Tossin's Twitter again? Oh, Tossin's, oh, wild feminine? Wild feminine, yeah, wild feminine. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Um, Shout out, make sure you follow her if you're if you're sexy, make sure you follow her. Oh. <laughs> okay. This, this is this is hard. This is hard. Um and Martha, who's I'm, I, I'm gonna go for Audrey from the receipts. 
okay. <laughs> Why do you say okay? Okay, so this is, this is Twitter in general, not the Twitter gays, just the Twitter in general. Yeah, just the Twitter. Okay, Twitter in general. All right. Do you want to do Twitter? Okay, okay, no, actually. Wait, tossing, no, Twitter okay. gays. Twitter gays. Twitter gays, okay. Tossin, Martha, Claudia. Okay, Martha, what's her Twitter? MXM's World. MXM's World. Okay. All right, hold. Is that not your Twitter? No one's off limits. <laughs> Hold on, that's a woman. <laughs> okay. No one is off limits. Um, and who else? And who's the last one? Who's the last one I said? And Audrey, Audrey from the receipt. No, 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 I changed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, we said the gays. Oh, oh the last one I just said. Oh, say? Claudia. I said Claudia. Oh, Claudia, Claudia, Claudia. Yeah. I would marry Tossin, mm-hmm. Nog Martha, and avoid Claudia because Claudia's my, my girl, my babes. My <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that with my friends. Sorry. Bless. Bless. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to <Yeah. laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go, Rosalie um, Extra. Ah, oh, okay. I'm gonna say Latifah, 2420. Mm-hmm. 2420, is that right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm gonna say Who Hormone Monster, Lyra. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Lyra. Mm-hmm. And DJ Teo IQ. I think I played it safe. DJ Teo IQ. Yeah, you really did. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna change that Teo. Teo's gonna be out of the mix now. And Why? I'm OG Quartz from Dumb Podcast. Mm, okay, okay, cool. Let's <laughs> go. Shout out to Dumb Podcast. Shout out to Dumb Podcast. Quartz. Um, oh, I forgot who I said. Tifa. Tifa. And. Who's the one I said? Lyra. Lyra, okay. Lyra. Marry Quartz. Mm-hmm. Snog Lyra. Avoid the Tifa. Okay. 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 Cool. We're supposed to be answering this too, you know. Look at us. We're supposed to be answering this as well. Oh, was we supposed to answer? I did. I did not answer the first one, but obviously. Yeah. What was, the, what was your first one again? Claudia. Claudia, Martha, and Tossin. Okay, I'm avoiding Martha for obvious yeah. reasons, and I am going to snog Tossin and I marry Claudia. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I probably know Claudia the most. I've. Claudia and Tossin. That, that's true. Um, I'm marrying Martha. And um, I know, I know, like, Tossin and Claudia are the same. So either way, it doesn't really matter. Nah, you have to say. You have it, to say. Doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't even matter, does it? You have to say. All right. I am avoiding Tossin because I don't know if I can keep up with, with, with Tossin. I'm done. I'm done. And... <laughs> I'm not going to Claudia. Yeah. All right, cool. Then I'm, and then my free, you got to pick up. We have to pick up my free. So I'm going to, I'm going to snug my own award. I'm going to marry Lyra. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. OG Courts. And yeah. I'm going to avoid Latifah. I think that's the same for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to marry Lyra because Lyra is an absolute Lyra babe. babe. I love them. Look at Ray's face. And... <laughs> I'm going to snog OG Courts because OG Courts is buff. Hang and Lyra, not Lyra, um, Latifah, I know Latifah, so, you know. 
That's it. That's it. We mean yeah, the people that you're friends with, you can't, you can't. You, you know what I'm saying? When it's your friend, <laughs> your best when it's your best friend and stuff, good friend, you can't like you can marry them. And <laughs> <laughs> marry the friend. <laughs> Ray. I hate Ray. Okay, Ray. Now you do your <laughs> Do you have free? Okay. Now. Oh, okay. Um Ooh. 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 Boy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, is it? It's not yeah, it's easy. not. It's especially it's coming up with it at the top of your head, it's a bit. Oh, first person. Okay. Um Domsky. Mm-hmm. From Dan Podcast. Um second person would be, let me have a look in my Jere from UK. Okay. 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 Okay, guys. Okay, and Chantal Ayana, the DJ. Right. Okay. What's that? Okay. I'm a juicy. The one that DJs out I'm lick. She's gorgeous. Like she's I like nice skin, nice eyes. Back. Yeah. Oh, 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 no, Chantal. Yes, yes, yes. Let me go first, boy. Let me go first, child. Look at this one jumping. I'm going first. So okay. I am going to. It was Chantal Domsky and Jerry. Jerry. Okay, I'm gonna marry Jerry. Absolutely. Jerry. Jerry's gonna put me in my place. I'm gonna marry Jerry. She's like a friend, you know, sorry, girlfriend, but Jerry. <laughs> and then I am going to snog Chantel. She's sexy, why not? Mm-hmm. Sexy, sexy babe. And I'm going to avoid Domsky. Out of the three, like Domsky's least my type out of the three. So. <laughs> I would say so too. I think, yeah, definitely marrying Jerry, because Jerry. Is my babes. I love her. Do you know what I'm saying? I love her. She she tells it how it is, and I love is every time. Every single time. Without fail, I love that. And I'm going to snog Chantel because Chantel, beautiful girl, beautiful eyes. And yeah, with our sneakers, same, least, you know, that's my type. So what about you, babe? <laughs> I think I would marry Chantel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Snog Domsky and avoid Jerry only because she's my friend. I hear okay. that. All right, fair enough. I, I can't that. do that with my friend. I hear that. I hear that. Cool. That was a little icebreaker, you know. A little icebreaker to get into things. Yeah. So right now, our first, we're going to have two topics today. And the first topic is going to be about colorism in the Black LGBT community. Mm. So we're going to get straight into it. I mean, I think that. Um, when it comes to our community, first of all, obviously we've got an issue with representation in the media and what that's like, which we've spoken about many times, but we haven't spoke about within our community itself, with mm-hmm. what kind of people people date, especially studs. Mm-hmm. So like, I know that Ray has some opinions about the way these studs like to date. So let's get straight into it. <laughs> let's go. How has your like dating experience been so far? Because obviously, you know, you are a dark woman. You know, how has it been for you so far? Actually, let's talk about the beginning because I feel like everyone's beginning was a bit different just because we're still figuring out who we were. We might not have been 100% comfortable in our own skin. Like, how was that for you in the beginning? So when when I first came on scene, I came onto the Birmingham scene and I was like 19. So I didn't... I didn't really know what to expect because I got invited to Urban Slag, but I assumed it was like the, the cliche gay club you see on TV, like mm. 
white gay men and butch white lesbians with piercings. Mm. So I didn't expect what I came to. What's that version of Birmingham called? What's that? What's that area where all the like the Soho of Birmingham? Street. It's like the gay corner, but it's literally even on like the Google Maps and everything. It's called the Gay Village. Mm. Um, so like it's a we got our own section. Okay. Yeah, which is cool. But um, I I always even when I would go to the gay village when I was younger, when I was like 15, 16, I would never see any black lesbians. So when I got to Urban Slag, I nearly collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, first of all, I I don't think I'd ever met a stud before Mm -hmm. in my life. I didn't know that studs existed. And I don't think I ever met like a black lipstick lesbian. Mm-hmm. so going going to the first rave was it was a big shock I didn't think about my skin tone at that point I never really came across any issues in the beginning it was only until I like fully came out and started to actively date women is when I like started to experience some serious colorism issues started wow. to notice. and what was, what was your first experience with colorism like Oh, being told um, that I'm the first black girl, not only am I the first black girl they've dated, but the first dark skinned black girl. So they emphasize that I was from another black person. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, child. yeah. That's mad. That's mad. So yeah. what did you take prize how did you, to you? How did you react to that? Like? Do you know what? Because I suffered like from bullying with colorism pretty much my whole life, I feel like I just bypassed it. I'm used to kind of just <clears throat> when people make those comments, I'm used to just ignoring it. Mm. It happens all the time. I'm so used to comments about being dark skinned. It's like I go into survival mode and I kind of bypass it. Yeah. But yeah. it was only until later in life that I started to actually say something like, no, okay, this is wrong. Like you can't. But I've always, do you know, I've dated a few girls where I'm their first black girl and their first dark skinned girl. That's crazy. Like, and these are black girls, definitely black girls. Yeah. Mm. That's mad. That's mad because I don't yeah. think, like, I don't know if my experience is different because I'm not a femme, but like, mm. I don't, I've never experienced anyone's tell me I'm the first black girl. So I'm not as dark as you guys, but no one's ever said that I'm the first black girl they've dated. Actually, there was one some I actually asked a white girl for her number once and she did say she's never given her number to a black. I just, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's never But when she said that, I didn't. I was like, I oh, forget it, forget it. Because why would you say that? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That yeah. person definitely dates mixed race people, so yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's like when I guess when I first came unseen, it it genuinely. Do you remember that moment? I feel like it was 2012, 13, 14, where mixed race lesbians was just that's what everyone wanted. That was yeah. it. Like that was it. The mixed studs had it. The light skin studs had it. And that was it. That's the dark skins just didn't. We weren't getting. Where do you think that came from? Because obviously, like even when you look at the Amer- a lot of us, a lot of our scene, like in this in the, in the UK, we do mimic the Americans a lot. So yeah. do you think that came from there? Because when you even today, when you go on Instagram, it's the American, the light skinned American lesbians, the stars that you see whining in front of the camera. Like, they're the ones with the YouTube channels that do really well. Like yeah. it just seems like for them, colorism is still very much within the community I'm not sure if it's something they speak about I'm not sure it's something that they think is a problem but it definitely is those are the lesbians that they kind of hail up more than anyone else mm-hmm. so do you feel like back then because back then I feel like we were definitely copying 
them. Yeah, of course. Like we even dress like we. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like them as well. Snapbacks, all of that. But um, yeah, I think the media. I think it gen social media. And remember, YouTube. That was the point where the influencer and the couple started. Yeah. yeah. Starting. Hmm. So I think people were copying what they see on social media, but also. I genuinely feel like a lot of people had that ignorance of, you know, dark-skinned black girls aren't attractive or mm-hmm. this dark-skinned black girls are that and it kind of just... Yeah. Became, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely grew up because obviously, like, I, I, I'm dark-skinned and, you know, when I was growing up, I was very, very aware of being dark-skinned because other people made it a point (laughs) you know they made a point like oh yeah like and I and I could see that girls that were lighter than me would definitely get more attention do you know what I'm saying like and I definitely was aware of it but because I wasn't interested in guys so much I didn't care like I felt like if I was if I actually desired guys then I feel like it would have made a bigger impact on me so I can't like 100% relate to you know, like when women, when black women talk, dark skinned black women speak about colorism and the experiences growing up, I can't 100% relate to it because of that diet. You know, it is a, they did not, they weren't desirable at the time. So I, I can't really relate to that because just because I wasn't interested in guys. But when I did come in, onto the scene, I did realize that when I, you know, masked it up a bit more, I did get like, what I did have a better chance of securing. I feel like there's more variety when you're like when you're yeah. when you're mass, as opposed to femme because obviously I when I was first coming out I was 19 I was still quite quirky and femme at the time and I just did much better when I masked it up a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like you know how um black men are fetishized I feel like studs are also fetishized as well mm. um by women in general um yeah. especially like lesbians and whatever but also by straight women and I think when you mask it up a bit people then start caring about skin tone mm-hmm. and then they start looking a bit deeper and start caring about other things and whatever yeah so I feel like yeah if you mask if you are more masculine presenting it's a lot easier to date as a dark-skinned person yeah I think because masculinity is tied to dark skin like even when you know yeah. feminine presenting black women are like targeted and abused and stuff online they're always like compared to men do you know what I mean like yeah. black men so we see that they've that is very much like you know that sort of thing so yeah it was very interesting like I was when I was doing like when I was obviously dating and stuff I was I was very much aware and I was definitely taking down these notes I was like hmm this is interesting like do you know what I'm saying so yeah that's not like saying that when you mask up a little bit more you get girls I think that some not gonna say everybody yeah but I do think that some studs do force the masculinity a little bit mm. they do force being yeah. especially like when you've seen them change over time that doesn't mean no one can change you know what I mean mm. I've changed over time too it doesn't mean anyone can change but it, there are some people and I do feel like it's because they are more desirable if they are a stud or more masculine presented mm. and I have I have actually seen dark-skinned women I've seen them one video. I've seen them as a film. Mm. A couple, couple raves later, I've seen them as, as, a, as a stud. Yeah, yeah of all their I've seen that like, loads of times. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. loads of I don't times. think it's because they feel like they're more desirable. Yeah, as a stud. Mm-hmm. Even 
I've tried it. What do you mean? Let me not get my, let me not get my old pictures out. Look, yeah, you need to send us some of them. We need those throwbacks still. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've tried it loads of times to be a little bit more masculine. So I'm like, okay, this is difficult. Along with being neurodivergent, the darts thing kind of like, I, ju- I just hate the comments. Like, I'm all, it doesn't matter where, what walk of life it is. I always seem to be the first dark-skinned girl that they've dated and I hate it and I, I don't know why are they from Birmingham or from London like I don't really date girls in my city like that mm. oh, okay is it yeah. small it's not that yeah they get there's not and they're just not they're just not like they're not cute enough just, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah, I just feel like if London is small, Brum, I know we, we did go. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, no. went, we went to Urban Sags one time, like, mm-hmm. like this was years ago though, like yeah. it was a long time ago, yeah. and it was definitely interesting. Oh yeah, like you know, I liked it. I'm not gonna lie, I liked Urban. I, I don't remember all of it now. I'm drunk. So I don't remember all of it. I remember seeing you. I remember. Yes. I remember. <laughs> Rosie having drama with her ex-girlfriend, leaving me in the club with her friend, then a friend wanted to leave. And I was like, I came all this way and, you know, I'm not getting the night that I was, I was promised. I'm done. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so we need to do it again. Next time, we're going to go and stay at Ray's house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, last we got a hotel. Like, it was nice, though. We drove down. It was a nice little road. Do you know, I literally live, like, five minutes away from everything from like uh-huh. we could walk the whole center of everything so like gay village is there and then broad street is there and then all the food and stuff is by my house so you don't yeah. need to go that's an extra money that you don't need to spend okay yeah we'll be there we'll be there we'll, we'll bring the drink for us to bring the drink <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but urban Park is good i just think that when at when you leave london that's where you'll find the more i'd say eclectic lesbians Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't wear sweatbands and snapbacks still, and um, beads, <laughs> beads, and you know that kind of get up. So it's not really my thing. Um, I, I feel like with time, as a society as a whole, not just the LGBT community, people have gotten more woke. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So how do you feel like as time has gone on? Um, have you seen the progression in how people approach you? Um, just in general, especially being as a dark skin lesbian. No, someone the other day, like, no. Someone the other day said to me that they don't usually date anyone that's darker than them. How oh, dark are they? I just want to know. In 2021, I don't understand how people are still so brazen to say stuff like this. Like, no, but I, I feel like they, they, I don't know if they, like, they said that they didn't mean it like that. Like, it's just not. What? How do you how do you think that's gonna come across that like, when that comes mm. out of your mouth? Yeah, and like no no offense on the person because we spoke about it and whatnot, mm. but like in 2021, you're still making really backwards comments about skin tone. It just shouldn't especially after the year we've had, I feel like in 2020, yeah, there was a lot about colorism and racism. Yeah. Like I just feel like you would avoid saying stuff like that. I just like because you just know that it's coming from somewhere. Do you know what I'm saying? And now it's like, oh, now we've got to unpack this because, like, why would you say that? Why is it even something that comes to your mind? Do you know what I'm saying? And that person was from London. I think the issue is, yeah, the, the girl's from London, but I think the issue is that people fetishize dark-skinned people in general, and but mostly women online. Like, yeah. they'll repost, retweet, all of that, and talk the most. But in real life, they don't date dark-skinned women. Yeah, that's the issue. Is that people see the clout behind it? It's like it. a trend, isn't it? 
it's like a trend it, it definitely is a trend so yeah I don't so you think that a lot of it is performative what they see online and stuff of course it's performative I even like I've been on a dating site and this stud had in her bio like no black girls a black stud or yes it's yeah. only for black people anyway so yes <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, like dark-skinned black girl she was like no black girls I was like oh okay Right, and but brave brave problem. Brave you know what? I don't want no, I don't want no dark women to see that and think that there's something wrong with them. That's a personal problem on the person. right. Yeah, Def- yeah. De- definitely it is. I think that is it. But I, I, again, as well, like I feel like when we were growing up, there were obviously like you light skin girls were in, like mixed race girls were in at the time. But I do feel like there were some people who did like brown skin girls and dark skin girls, but yeah. they would just date who everyone thought was part or like who they were thought they were supposed to be dating this happened to me a lot growing up i would be bullied by the boys as well as the girls mm. and then like, behind closed doors like say in the extracurricular activity after school or whatever they'd whisper to me that like, i really fancy you and i'd be like so why in front of in our real life in front of everybody mm. you will bully me literally but behind closed doors you're all over me I don't understand that like it doesn't make any sense and it's always the most colorist people as well that that deep down do like dark-skinned people Mm. because they're afraid of how their kids will turn out what their friends will say how they'll be perceived in society they'll go with someone else instead and I think a lot of men purposely do date lighter skin girls just so they can have light-skinned kids with yeah we've seen the comments yeah. though we've seen the comments online i'm not i'm not i'm gonna have a dark skin a dark skin yep. man i'm gonna have kids with light-skinned women because i want a light-skinned daughter like and it's so that? weird it's really really weird it's definitely a fetish it's and it's really weird yeah, yeah. And it's, it's odd it's dirty it's just to you what why do you care about what skin tone your child is going to be why do you care about the texture of their hair or their features or anything you shouldn't really care mm. Mm. This is a, have a healthy child that's all that really matters that's all that matters healthy child but a lot of people i think because everything at the moment is superficial isn't it everything mm. is so mm. people only care about aesthetics now you're outer they don't care about the inner anymore yeah. you got people they're dating based on looks like their whole relationship is an online show but behind closed doors they don't even speak to each other they'll be in a restaurant and they'll both be on their phone they won't even yeah yeah empty empty it is very empty so as a as like a dark woman do you when you are about like when you are on these websites like these online dating sites and stuff like that do you have these you know thoughts in your mind is it something that you think about when you want to match with someone always oh my gosh I wonder if I like dark skin girls oh, mm. I'm gonna swipe left because I bet they don't like dark skin they don't look like they like dark skin girls it's that stuff Damn. I never outright ask do you like black girls mm. do you like dark skin girls but it genuinely is a fear and will edge into the conversation and it's normally always like Wow, I haven't really dated a black girl before, but I'm just shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just shocked. Yeah. So you're pretty for a black girl, but I don't get that anymore. It's just more like I don't date black girls, but there's something about you that I like. And that's insulting to me. Yeah. You wouldn't think they're gonna be serious after they say something like that. Mm. Of course not. 
Yeah. It's not serious. You're not serious. You want to experiment. Yeah. You want to see what it's like. Oh, I went there. That's all you want to say. Yeah. Like, you want to be able to write it on Twitter. I've dated dark skin girls, so I can't be colorist. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, as earlier on, you tapped on being a new, newer diversion. And for you, like, how has that been for you? Because that's, that's a whole thing. Like, that you need to consider when you're dating as well. Mm. <laughs> okay, so bear in mind that, explain to the people what that means in case they don't know. Yeah. So neurodiversion means that you have some form of um, difference. So like you could be autistic or have ADHD or ADD or you have a mental dis- like mental health issue, like a disorder or... Um, mm whatever differently someone that just thinks differently yeah your brain is is like you get neurotypical mm-hmm. and then you get diversion so mm-hmm. like a, mo- a lot of people are neurotypical the world is built and created for neurotypical people mm-hmm. the world is not built at all or created for people who are neurodivergent so yeah mm-hmm. uh dating oh man <laughs> i did not know for many years, I didn't know I had borderline personality disorder. And I only just found out about autism and ADHD a few weeks ago. Wow. So from so I started to um, you know, be like attracted to people and be sexually interested to people at like 14. And from then up until 27, I I didn't really know about what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been hard. Sometimes I would come on too strong. Mm. Actually, not sometimes, every time. Let's not lie now. <laughs> every time I would come on too strong, but I didn't mean it. I just like, I didn't, I don't have any boundaries and I'm only just building my own boundaries now. So mm. I didn't really understand human interaction or social interaction, especially not romantically. Mm. So the moment I start talking to someone, I'll like double text and like call or like try and get to know them and a lot of people are neurotypical and they're just like what the fuck is going on we like we haven't even had a full-blown combo yet Mm. and diving straight in so there was always that barrier and then you know people just genuinely misunderstanding me I've always struggled with 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 dating situations being misunderstood Mm -hmm. yeah I think that um like when you mentioned before that the world is just catered to people that are neurotypical I think this is a world problem I don't think it's a problem for anyone who is neurodivergent and I don't it's sad that you guys have to run the bed of that because from people who are just not aware Mm. and that people need to be more aware of these things I remember like in school there was a guy that was in my class and he I think he was ADHD I was in primary school and I heard overheard two teachers talking about this, talking about him being ADHD. Because they were like, why is he like that? One of them was like, why is he like that? And the other one was like, oh, he's got he's ADHD. Yeah. And, and like, this is something that they, I feel like if they made it known to, not known to the class, but if they sat down in the class and said, this is what so-and-so does, this is how he thinks, this is what he mm. does. As a class, everybody would have adapted to that. Mm instead of treating him differently and I think that if the sooner that we tell people that people all people think differently I think you approach people differently as well like you yeah. maybe be like okay this is not how I think but they're approaching me differently maybe this is how they are because you sh- I don't think you should have to tell people you've got BPD I don't think you should have to tell people unless you're comfortable to do so I don't think it should be something on a when you swipe on tinder it should be on your in your bio for people to oh, know yeah. yeah 
like it shouldn't be any of that but the way the world is set up it is like it has to be like that for example the other day somebody was saying that somebody should um let they should have put on their tinder bio tinder bio that they're in a wheelchair they shouldn't have to put that in a wheelchair do you know what i mean if they're not comfortable doing that they shouldn't have to but the guy i remember when the guy when they were talking the guy basically said is the restaurant accessible and i feel like that's kind of his way of saying it. Yeah, but that's enough. Wasn't there. People don't know what accessibility means because the language wasn't there. When he now showed up on the date, she was she basically left. She was like, he didn't tell me in the wheelchair, so I need to go. And she said that it means that he's a bad person and it means that he's a liar, he's dishonest. But it's not because you didn't now turn around and say, I don't have disabilities, did you? No, no exactly. And it's just a thing where, like, it's just ableism and... Yeah, I just definitely think that people need to be a little bit more clued up on things. Yep. Even you might have kids as well. You don't. And it's not say, you might not now. say that on the first, like the first conversation. You might not say, "Oh, I have a child." Do you know what I mean? Maybe you want to see you want to see them face to face and say that. Do you know what I'm saying? I just feel like, yeah. as you said, Rose, like people just need to be like sort of clued up, well equipped. They need to be aware of the differences, the many differences. Like none of us are the same. Do you know what I'm saying? We've all got a lot of differences and we need to be clued up on a lot of these differences so that we're well equipped and we're well, you know, equipped to handle it. Do you know what I'm saying? Because walking out on a date because someone's in a wheelchair, I'm sorry. That's mad. And the thing mad asked you beforehand is the whole, if someone said to me, is the restaurant accessible? I will automatically know what that means because I'm aware of the, that term. Yeah, like, around that. yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But are just so like in their own world and their own ableism, and they don't mm-hmm. realize that the world is different and people do need different needs. Right. So let's get into the subject of trauma. Do you know? Trauma. No, people need to. I don't. All this. Okay. I don't believe in the whole. Um, if you don't love yourself, no one else can love you. Because I just feel like it's unrealistic. Mm. People, remember, love is not something that... It just comes to you a lot of the time. And you might be in a really bad place when it comes to you. So I don't, I don't like, believe in that. But what I would say is you need to heal your trauma before you think about being serious with someone. Mm. It doesn't make sense um, going into a relationship with pain and wounds and you're just gonna you're just going to project and I've done it that's the only reason why I'm saying it's because I've done it like I did it that my last partner was perfect for me very attentive just lovely and really really wanted to be there but I pushed that girl away because I wasn't well mm. like I was so and I, I was like it was years of built up pain and just not really understanding myself not having an identity and you know, in the end, she ended up leaving me for some, you know, young thing. It's fine. Oh, we get young thing soon, but it's <laughs> fine. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Fine, but, but you, like, know, you know what's interesting? You just now said um, but you don't know yourself. Like I think that my most toxic relationships were when I didn't know myself very yeah. well, and it was definitely at a time where I was going through my own personal trauma as well. And the two of them things together and going into a relationship I was projecting I was taking things that I shouldn't have taken as well because I felt like I was fine I was getting the love where I was craving but it was toxic because it wasn't love do you know mm-hmm. what I mean it wasn't love it was it was and I think they were also um going through some trauma as well so she was also like projecting into our relationship too and it was just uh, that, I, the only good thing that come up that relationship is that I met Nana that's the only good yeah, thing yeah it's for real yeah, in a messy situation. It was so bad. Like two 
you know, people that needed to heal, being together, it was just like, it was a train wreck. Mm. We would have made great friends if we didn't mm. know that yeah. And maybe we would have been able to open up to each other more about our traumas and stuff like that. But I don't think we even recognised what our traumas were. Yeah. And sometimes it's difficult for people to even identify if they are going through something traumatic if maybe something from their childhood is affecting their current relationships mm-hmm. a lot of people are oblivious they run blaming relationships people don't communicate in relationships. one thing i've realized over oh, so recently yeah, not to put my business out of there but recently yeah like obviously my girlfriend has moved out and like because we both said that we need space it wasn't we didn't have a negative thing beforehand but it was just that we need to be more, we just need space. Like we've been in this lockdown, even before lockdown, we live together. We both work in the same room, live in the same room. And the only space we get is when one person goes to bath. And that can't be healthy for anybody. Even if you're a parent and a child, that's not even healthy for a parent and child relationship that you need some space. And it's okay to ask for that. Yeah. And me telling people in my life, like my close friends, this everyone has been like, and her telling her friends, well, they're always like, oh my God, like, how did you talk about this? Is this is there an issue? But like, I think because we've both dealt with our trauma before coming to this relationship, we can communicate these things without making it a personal attack. Yeah. If humans need space, we all need space to function properly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Even married couples go to work and come back home. They don't stay in the same room all the time. Yeah. And I need space to like think to like practice my fake scenarios. I'm saying that to you today, like yeah. <laughs> act it out. Like I need to talk to myself. I, I hear that. that. I can't do that. I'm just happy that you do it as well because I do that too. I love it. So I love it. I'm in a relationship <laughs> in my head. I don't listen. We're in, we're engaged. Uh-huh. We're getting married soon, and we live in a four bedroom, very nice four bedroom country house. So. Okay, oh. you know. I love that. In the Cotswolds. Yeah. <laughs> Lake District. Lake oh, District. Yeah. I love Lake District. Beautiful. You know what I do? I think about past relationships, past like situations where I should have said things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's too late now. And I, and I start saying them. I'm like, yeah, you you, you know? I start saying all of it. All the things that you should have said but didn't say. That's me. Yeah. Oh, I do think about scenarios as well. Like if I go to this uh, this place and this person does this to me, then I'm always on a defensive though. So yeah, about being on, on defense. Like, you know what? I feel like I have scenarios, I have scenarios too, yeah. And it's because life is so calm and so good. I'm always thinking about rocky scenarios, like things that are just mad, mad shit happening. Like, because I need, I need that. You know, it needs to be exciting. Do you know what I'm saying? So these, not I love the scenarios, man. But space is so important. And I feel like, like exactly what you said, Rosie. I feel like people are not honest enough or they're scared to to talk about things that they want so like obviously when we think about relationships yeah it's very so it's very like you know you you get with someone you get married you have kids and then you live the rest of your life or whatever and this is a this is the reason why a lot of relationships turn into this brother and sister sister and sister brother and brother because people are not really seeing each other and they're not really communicating they're not being transparent like they wouldn't say I need space and then they're just together day in, day out. And they're kind of just like, there's no way to blow off steam. Since we've been in this pandemic, like we haven't been able to go out. We haven't been able to blow off steam. Like being around someone 24 seven is a lot. It's a lot. But I think don't understand what what comes into having a, even I didn't understand what comes into having a a real relationship until I decided to go on my healing journey. But I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize that 
love is not enough like yes. it's just not enough at all mm-hmm. just because you love someone doesn't mean you're meant to be with them it just it's just not enough like love is so much sacrifice and like just so much communication and commitment and just being able to see each other for what you truly are flaws and all and be in love with all of it like yeah. it's not conditional mm-hmm. <laughs> unconditional that's how couples stay together and not this whole oh we're not getting along on that so we should just break up yeah or, let's go on a break because i need to figure out my head like mm. no no like before this communist relationship mm. yeah or like you should be able to do that with your partner present because mm. yeah exactly it's like it, it shouldn't be a, oh i need to be a break up with this person so i can figure myself out like no okay how are we going to together journey together but we don't live in i don't, don't think conditional love is love i don't think so no, no i don't think it's love at all i don't I think, think so either at all. a lot of people are confused i think that people yeah. when love is thrown around too much mm-hmm. love is meant to be unconditional like if you, you love the person no matter what obviously yeah. things go down yeah and, but i don't think it stops you from loving them it may be oh. you remove yourself because it's a dangerous situation but i don't think it necessarily stops you from loving them do you know what i mean yeah. sometimes you have to love somebody enough to leave as well there's also oh, that um, I think it's toxic as well. You gotta know when to leave because toxic is just uh, it's not attractive. Yeah, I always say like I don't think that love is the problem. I think that people are love is not complicated at all. Like it's just people. Obviously, we're just so we just have there's there's so many layers to us. You know what I mean? There's just so right. many layers. Sometimes we do complicate love. Yeah, we do, like we're, we're just, dimensional beings. Yeah, we are dimensional. But I think because again. It's, everything is quite superficial these days mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand what actually goes into a relationship they just want the image and the idea and the unrealistic view the romance the messing mm-hmm. up and the sex and the kissing but it's not anything. it's not all roses all the time it is it's not. Really not like sometimes you wake up and you just look at the person you think you're fucking clapped I, I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. Whatever. But then by seven o'clock, you're like, oh my God, you're the, you're the most beautiful person. Yes. I'm in love with you. Just because that's like how humans are. And I think yeah. people also, the reason why I think people break up a lot as well is because they think that every day they're meant to actually like their partner. Yes. How? No. no. Like how? <laughs> like, yes. like everyone every single day. Yeah. This doesn't work then, like that the unrealistic spark thing or the butterflies thing butterflies is just anxiety (laughs) (laughs) it's anxiety it doesn't mean that there's a connection there's no spark there's no chemistry darling just because you get butterflies you're anxious you're nervous that's it don't gas up the thing no that is true it's true they're the one no like don't gas up the thing that's that's anxious your your anxiety because no. like when you get it, that makes a lot of sense. Because think about when you actually get butterflies. You yeah. don't get butterflies. You're calm and you're Nervous. Yeah. People yeah. expect, but this is what I'm saying. To be fair, like how, this is all what I'm learning through healing, by the way. Mm-hmm. So when I start going on physical dates, I'm more going to look at how comfortable am I? Am I calm? Mm. Are they easy to talk to? Do I feel relaxed in this situation? If it's like that, then yeah, I think it can go somewhere. But if I'm just nervous and fidgety and feeling away and getting all the butterflies i'm anxious and nervous and there's a reason why the person yeah. 
that's true why would you put yourself through that like uncomfortable feeling for mm. something that it just might not be that do you know what I mean exactly exactly Mm, that's true I was talking talking about age gaps in lesbian relationships now now you, now, you now. did tweet the other day in it like Desiree came so, to the beef I, yeah I <laughs> called so I tweet I tweeted 26 plus lesbians who date young girls are weird and I don't care it is weird you can't tell me nothing it's weird Okay, what's young? What's young? What is young? There really is like lesbians out here dating 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds. Mm. And I'm just like, why? What do you see? What's going on? But in our community, let's be real, it starts way younger than 18. And that's it. The youngest I've seen is 15 and 21. That was. Wow. Okay. The justification that is elite. was yes, yes. The justification was we haven't slept together yet. We're waiting until she's sixteen. I was like, oh my god, this is really <sighs> that is illegal and that is that That's that's disgusting. Yeah, it's it's it's. But like, it's really common. I think two people I've dated in my life met their first girlfriends when they were seventeen, and their first girlfriends were twenty-four. So, do you know? I don't know what it is. I don't know because do you know what? When people say that, for example, in more hetero situations, mm-hmm. they say things like guys mature later than women. I think that's an excuse. I don't think guys mature. Later. I think it's an excuse, and they're allowed to mature later because we've all kind of internalized it. Yeah, do. and accepted it. Yeah, because yeah. it's not true. Like mm. I've met really mature nineteen-year-old boys who are just not today or not like that, but just mm. in my family, and they're just mature. Like they're mm. just their vibe, and it was how they were raised. They were raised to look after themselves and and just you know have a more level-headed view of life and whatever. Yeah. And then, so I don't think this whole oh, but she's mature for it. You can get some really mature twenty-one-year-olds. You can get some really mature eighteen-year-olds. Wow. Like. No, it's an excuse. This is the problem. You can't attract no one your own age. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got things going on inside yourself that attracts more a more like younger girl, like big women, women your age don't want to go for you because of how you are, and that's it. Yeah. So why don't you go sort yourself out instead of running after these young girls? And and the worst thing is like. You've got people out here trying to tie down 18, 19, 20. I don't 20 get it. Girl, they need to live their best life. Let them live their best life. Live their life. Do you but know I what? Can't... I feel like this is something that we see mainly. Mas- the masculine presenting one is usually the yeah. old one. Yep. The feminine one is usually the younger oh, one. And, you know, I will put my hands up. When I was about 26, I did date someone who was like 21. And like, and I feel, when I look back here, again, this was before my days of accountability. Yeah. So when I look back here, I definitely felt like it was because I could exert my dominance more with somebody Mm. who was of that age. (laughs) I definitely think it was because I was never going to take them seriously. This is one thing. Mm. This is one thing, but it was easier to get my way if I if I dating this person and it was definitely wrong for me to date them I think not only because of the age gap but just because of what my intentions were and I think some of the reasons why I was dating them as well and yeah. um but even then before I didn't look at it because she was quite mature for her age so I didn't look at it as I'm dating someone who is 21 and things I remember I was 
I would, when people would ask, if we were together, people would ask her how old she was, ask me. I was always ashamed. I was like, can't you lie? Because <laughs> I can't you lie about how old you are. Kind of thing. And she was like, no, you need to, if you're going to date me, you need to be proud of the fact that you're dating yeah. me. And this, this was true, but it was just, but I, so I feel like deep down, I knew that I shouldn't have been there, but it was just, it was feeding my ego. And that's the yeah. reason why. I'm, yeah. I hear that. I disagree because I feel like it's, I feel like it's the other way around. I feel like older fans go for younger mask girls. I, I, hey, I, I've seen that a few times. I've seen a few. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You know what? It's because because like if you're masculine presenting, you already have that dominance. So for like a femme that's a bit older, it's like dating someone their age. Yeah, you know, it's because the dominance, the chivalry, you know, uh, all yeah. of that's gentlewoman bullshit. Like it's all of that, you know. Yeah, that cliche and stuff. Yeah, I do know, but I think like don't get me wrong, do what you want, and it. I'm a judge. I don't care. I mean, yeah. I, I did date. I, I dated when I was 26 or so. I dated someone that was either 20 or 21. I can't remember. And, you know, like, I like I I, I feel like I when I was doing it, I was just I was always questioning myself, like, am I sure that I really want to date somebody who's 20, 21? Like, because for me, I've always liked older women or women my age. So I was just like, this is really different. But again, this girl was mature. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she like obviously had an older sibling. So she was she was mature and like we obviously had great conversations and stuff like that. But it was that I feel like it was an inexperience for me. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like sometimes when it comes to younger people like because they don't have that life experience that you have like there is definitely a disconnect there so for me that was my experience and like she was she was a virgin and I was like I cannot take on this responsibility so I didn't have sex with her for that reason I was like I can't take the responsibility of you know taking her virginity quote-unquote virginity or whatever and then you know having to be that person for her I was like I think I can't do that yeah exactly I I stopped dating her for the for that for those reasons yeah yeah I, I had a pretty bad experience when I was younger I was 21 and I attracted quite an older um so I think at the time she was touching Bertie mm. and now I look back she definitely we definitely ended up in that relationship because I think for her it's like what Rose said it's like the element of getting your way and yeah control and she had a big job money nice apartment just everything and I'm this little 21 year old single mom that's just had a massive argument with my mom and I need somewhere to stay so I literally I remember packing a bag for me and my son and getting on the virgin train mm. and went to go live in Stoke Newington Ends. <laughs> 21 years old really thought I was grown and you know trigger warning but what happened is I ended up like getting my ass beat like Damn. constant yeah because and I, I all I saw was oh my god this older girl wants me she's so nice we get along we're gonna be together forever like I had this young 21 year old view of I had no understanding of a relationship I had not much like life experience I had life experience but not with love mm. I didn't know how to love and I, I didn't really feel loved at the time and I think she saw my vulnerability yeah and saw, she exploited that I, I definitely think she saw um autism and my ADHD and all of that she saw all of it mm. and 
yeah, she roped me in and roped me in and roped me in. And once I was in her grip, mm-hmm. it was it yeah. was went left from there. And so from that point, I was like, okay. At that age, I was like, I need to actually date women who are around my age because mm-hmm. you you really have to be you really have to be careful. Just because you think someone is going to be a certain way because of their age. Mm-hmm. Nine, ten, nine times out of ten they're not yeah like, no, 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 no. no like, I thought she had my best interest at heart I honestly did because of her age and I thought mm-hmm. you know she's mature she understands my situation but no that was all control she just wanted yeah. to so control yeah but that's not every that's control situation, is it no. even when it comes to age gaps I feel like it is sometimes quite relative um <laughs> I think that sometimes it's about what stage you are in life for example yeah. Like right now, this age gap, now I'm 30. If I would, I don't think, I feel like I would, I would consider dating someone who's 25. Do you mm. know what I mean? I would consider. And whereas someone who's 26, I would think I'd be a bit more open to dating someone who's 26 than 25. Mm. But, um, but like now, if I was 25, I feel like dating somebody who was 20, I was like, oh, they're a baby. Do you know what I mean? yeah even though I was still when I was 26 it was still like it's it's still in my mind I still thought they were baby because they were still getting to know themselves and I've always say yeah this is not to be like rude or anything this is for my own personal experience like a lot of the time people are still feeling like sexuality as well and I feel like some people when they're 23 and under it always fluctuates (laughs) you know what I mean so that's, a to me. that's a sign to me that they're still getting to know themselves and do you just let them do that do you know what I mean when I was in my yeah. early 20s my mid-20s I was living my best life and I just feel like these older stars are older femmes you need to allow them to live their best lives yeah. if people find love while find living their best lives then great but I don't think there should be pressure on anyone to get into no. relationships like yeah um, no there should be no pressure to enter to get into I think before 23 like I definitely was having a lot of I was having so much fun mm. I, my early 20s were amazing but um was I ever ready to settle down no mm-hmm. not at all but mm-hmm. you know older lesbians a lot of the time they're ready but I like listen by you touch 26 it's time to start thinking about what's going on mm. and who with what is what, what's going on who, who are you going on with yeah like, we start getting those kind of like niggly feelings like okay maybe I need to say I want to meet someone blah, blah, blah. but before, a before certain that age, nah it's, it's time to have fun and when people come and ask us oh you know like you know I just want to find someone and I want to say oh, if they're like you know blow 25 which is like you need to just live your best life like all of it we always advise them like, not to settle down like, even the 28, yeah, I still tell them to live their best lives. I still tell yeah, them. Yeah, like, <laughs> live your best life. But just make, I just think, I just don't know, I just don't know what people see in, like, how are you 28? Well, what do you see in a 20 year old? Like, what do you have in common? Yeah, like, that's, that's my, and that's my thing as well. Like, you just at two different stages in life. Like, how, where are you going with them? Where are you taking them? Like, I don't, for me. I barely yeah. had, like, that 20 pounds in my name at like 21. Like, yeah. I was living on. Huh? How do we do that? How do we go to the club with like 10 pounds, please? I don't know. <laughs> and I did. I, I, exactly. We were always there. 
I got on a coach to bad bitches with not even a five pound in my account. But please, <laughs> I drank that night. Like, like um, we, find, way. we find a way. Um, you find a way. But we come from an era where you could go out with a pound or two pounds in your pocket as a teenager oh. and you'll live the day. Like you can eat a and chips for a pound, yeah. <laughs> some pixies or I don't know, some chicken shot. And the next pound, you probably put that yeah, towards the for thanks. And then yeah, we need to like when lockdown obviously is done. When lockdown's done, we're all of us we're gonna <laughs> paint the town. We're gonna paint the town. Okay. Ray, you are coming to London. Yeah. So when living on this land. All of spring and all of summer. That's it. Here for it. Here yeah. for it. Yeah. 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 Wrapping up now. This thing wrapping up. So tell the people where to find you, what to expect next from you. And I deactivated my Instagram, so. You deactivated? Yeah. I'm Wait, going oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm coming with my Optimus Prime. Do, do all right. All right. What about your TikTok? Is your TikTok still there? Yeah, um, so I think I don't. What is it? Solar system soul, and that's my no. I wonder why I had my Snapchat. Um, I'm done. <laughs> I just don't like people messaging me. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And the depth of poetry on Twitter and um, my YouTube channel because I have a video about colorism. Mm-hmm. Yes, we love Diana. it. No, I'm joking. I just just thought I'd. So the, it is solar system ray. Okay, cool. I'm gonna make sure we put all of that in the description for the podcast as well. Yeah, so make sure you follow her, check her out, support her stuff. You know, message her if you want to see some poetry because the poetry is lit. The mm-hmm. poetry is lit. Go come through, come through. <laughs> follow on TikTok, the jokes, do you know what I mean? But like, thank Hilarious. you for coming, thank you for giving us your time and your wisdom mm-hmm. and your love. Appreciate and it. everyone else, thanks for um locking in. Make sure you use your hashtag Tutis Podcast in conversation. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And until next week, peace. Bye. <laughs> Bye.